Hello and welcome to Athlete One, a podcast for athletes, coaches, and parents. My name's Ken Carpenter. I'm your host. I've coached, played, and officiated in 1,500-plus games at the high school and college level. And I want to thank you for joining me today as we are going to sit down with two great coaches, Reggie Hollins, the head man for minority baseball prospects and Hall of Famer and former head coach at Tuskegee University. Also, Johnny Johnson, chairman of the board of the Alabama High School Baseball Coaches Association and head coach at James Clemens High School. And both are on the board of the Open Border Sports Foundation next on the Athlete One Podcast. Welcome to the Athlete One Podcast. Veteran high school baseball coach Ken Carpenter takes you into life's classroom as experienced through sports. Go behind the scenes with athletes and coaches as they share great stories, life lessons, and ways to impact others. Episode 91 of the Athlete One podcast is powered by the Netting Professionals, improving programs one facility at a time. The netting professionals specialize in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom netting for baseball and softball. This includes backstops, batting cages, BP turtles, screens, ball carts, and more. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, and cubbies. Contact them today at 844-620-2707. That is 844-620-2707. And you can visit them online at www.nettingpros.com. Or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. And now to my final episode of the 2023 year with Reggie Holland. And Johnny Johnson. Hello and welcome to the Athlete One Podcast, a podcast for athletes, coaches, and parents. I'm excited to have with me today for the last episode of 2023, Reggie Hollins, minority baseball prospects, former head baseball coach at Tuskegee University, and works with Open Border Sports Foundation. And alongside him, I have Johnny Johnson, head coach at James Clemens High School and chairman of the board of the Alabama Baseball Coaches Association. Guys, uh, thanks for taking time to be on the show. Thanks, yes, for, sir. Thanks for having me. Well, I I, I guess got to start <laughs> off. Are you guys uh, ready for the uh, the holiday break? I'm, I'm getting there, uh, Ken. <laughs> I'll tell you, um, I needed to come expeditiously uh, because this <laughs> has been a really wonderful year. Uh, but as you know, when you're, you know, programming for kids around the country and making change, it, it's taxing and it's exhausting. So I need that time down to recuperate so we can get ready for 2024 and so I can also spend time with my family so, you know, I don't get kicked out of the house, man. There you go. Because <laughs> well, he, well, he's got two little ones at home. He's got, he got, that's right. Uh, that's right. Get ready for Christmas. There so, you go. That's right. Now, we're, we're wrapping up the semester, had finals today and a half day tomorrow, and uh, and then we'll take a little trip to Texas to see my family and spend the holidays with some family and then 
Ken, it's going to be baseball season before we know it. So we'll be starting practice in January. So uh, no rest for the weary. There you go. Well, well, Reggie, I, I hear coaches talk about great players and they say he was just different. Not pen, not too many players go from Tuskegee university as, as a player to, uh, then become the head coach. And this past year you were put into the Tuskegee hall of fame. What made you different? Oh man. Um, I think it starts with self-belief. Um, one thing my father always instilled, uh, in, you know, my, my siblings and I is to believe in ourselves and, you know, understand what value we bring to the world. And then also just the value of helping others. And a lot of times when you find your way in helping others and, you know, not making everything about yourselves, yourself seems to be, you know, taken care of. So I, I think it's hats off to my father for teaching us that early and, uh, you know, going from a player to a coach's transition and then, you know, ultimately going into the Hall of Fame has been unbelievable. Nothing I could have drawn up or concluded that would happen, you know, in my area of Tuskegee. So just hard work, dedication, um, and, and a lot of sacrifice. Um, those are the things that, you know, went into this happening. Well, there's, a, there's a lot of prestige with Tuskegee <clears throat> and uh, to be Correct. put in that Hall of Fame, that's, uh, that's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. No, you you talk about the likes of Booker T. Washington, George Washington Carver, the history there. Um, just to walk around that campus, it's a certain aura, a certain presence that you have to have. And I always held myself to that standard. Uh, so excellence is what Tuskegee breeds. And I wanted to just make sure I stayed in line and follow suit with those that found it the way. Well, well, Coach Johnson, after the Christmas break... You're going to be about six weeks away from starting your first game of the season and uh, being down there in Alabama. What are your top priorities going into the 24 season? Well, I, I mean, I think the big thing is we just want to go out and compete right. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, that's something that's lost a lot now in, in sports is is doing things with some class in the right way. I, I, it's kind of a rough way to put it, but um, I just watch what's going on in, in high school sports and, and sports in general and the kind of the I, me, look at me situation that's going on. And, you know, one thing we preach to these guys is, you know, we want it to be about us. We want to respect not only ourselves and our teammates and our community, but also who we're playing. Um, and so just making sure we're going about every day, competing in practice, um, competing in games, um, and, and really passing on these life lessons that they don't get everywhere else, uh, especially, uh, in the society, the way things are now is, you know, as, as I grow old as a coach, I guess I, I'm on that older side of coaching. I see how much more important that stuff is, uh, when we get into practice, than than really the wins and losses, all that stuff takes care of itself. And it's cliche. I get that, but I'm really teaching these kids to understand how we, why we do them. Um, we'll spend a bunch of time on that over the next, you know, two months heading into that game. Well, is it going to be one of those seasons where you're going to go and making a deep run? I, I like my group. We've got we've got 14 seniors that are that'll com compete for playing time. So that's a huge senior class, mm -hmm. um, and that class has won a lot since they were middle schoolers. And and so, you know, it remains to be seen if we're 
championship level, right? But uh, definitely think we're going to be a problem for some people and, and, and make a good run. And and I really like the group I've got. Got some good young talent to go with those older guys. And, um, you know, as always, we'll only go as far as the mound gets us. Um, so I've got some depth questions on the mound. So hopefully some young guys or some guys we're not counting on or not, not counting on, but haven't proven themselves yet, uh, will step up. And if that happens, uh, you know, we could make a really good run. Well, Coach Hollins, you're heavily involved in the minority baseball prospects. And if you could tell the listeners about, about that. And if that's something they'd be interested in, how they could get involved. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm part, um, part founder, uh, if you would say, and then also the president, uh, of the company. So minority baseball prospects was formed in 2020 at the COVID baby. And, um, you know, was founded by Alexander White. Uh, Alexander White spent 14 or more years, um, in the high school sector, just as coach Johnny. Um, and not only are you a high school coach, but you're also a teacher in the school. So he saw some needs. And he saw some things that he wanted to address and what better person than someone who spends the time with the kids on the ground to start a, a national company that can really serve. So what we do is go out and um, we, we have become a platform for minorities across the country to now seek more visibility, more seek more development and those things and resources that they need um, so that we can continue to grow the game in those minority communities. Uh, so MVP. Uh, we have a platform on minorityprospects.com that gives um, each kid that we come in contact with and kids who are not in our programs an opportunity to have profiles and showcase um, virtually in front of, you know, every scout in the country and every uh, college coach in the country. So we we do a range from, you know, five years old. We, we get them in our fundamental camps and then we also program up to professional players. So uh, wide range. I think right now we're in 26 states and we have served 16,000 minorities. Well, that's great to hear. A lot of high school players are benefiting from this, I'm sure. But Absolutely. talk about the MLB and the college signees. You have quite a bit of guys making that jump. Yeah, for sure. I think college signees in these four years, we have around 432 to be exact. I just did some reports. So, 432 to be exact, uh, that have signed, uh, collegiately. And then also we have, uh, right now in the draft 55, uh, prospects in the draft in four short years. Um, and then we have, you know, almost six first rounders. So this is wow. a big deal. So, uh, when we talk about the pro and the college level, um, I think it goes hand to hand more, more, more so nowadays. Because, uh, you know, in the last draft, you had 80% of guys that were drafted to the Major League Baseball uh, organization, they came from college. So yeah. we like to push more so of that college wave. You know, not everyone is going to have that opportunity to be drafted or play in the majors or the minors. Uh, so we push a heavy sense of college and we promote college baseball tremendously. Well, Coach Johnson, Johnson is baseball, you know, you're, you're at the high school level and is it becoming a sport in the summertime for those that lack of a better word of the, the wealthy, I guess, because 
those are the ones that are can afford to pay the the travel team to be able to go to the hotels and travel all over the the country and everything and you know because i feel like there are a lot of really good athletes that are being left out because they just can't afford to start off and be six years old and travel to another state to play in a daggone tournament. Yeah. I think there's no doubt that that's what's happening. I think, um, and you know, and just even in a community like mine in Madison, Alabama, that's an affluent, you know, middle to middle upper class, uh, area, you know, there's kids that still don't play baseball because of the cost of baseball. Um, and so, you know, and, and I think that's where, you know, we'll get into open borders later, but like what Reggie and those guys are doing with minority prospects, they are filling that vacuum, that need for the kid that may not have that, those resources, or people may not be coming into those communities to recruit. Like they're getting the, they're filling that void right now and so well. And I think that's why they've been so successful so quickly. Um, you know, they've got a great product and, and they've done a great job of filling that need. Um, you know, look, travel baseball is a necessary evil in a lot of ways, you know, and, and unless there is a huge shift um, across the country to go back to the rec leagues, the American legions, the those kinds of things, it's not going away. Like it's too far gone for the kids that are, are serious at all about playing baseball. Um, the problem is there's got to be a breaking point with the money at some point, like the bubble's got to burst. And yeah. and so finding that happy medium to where we can reach the kids that need to get out and be seen and still facilitate the kids that need to learn and grow. Um, I think that, that, that big chasm between those two needs to be filled. And, you know, and, and, and that's why, again, I think Reggie and those guys are doing such an outstanding job of, of bringing a light to that and bringing a light to kids that may not get seen or, or get those opportunities. Well, coach Johnson, you and I are probably more of the came up through the Legion type program and, Reg, I believe you're probably, you're, you're much younger than I am. So you may have been a guy that had a chance to do the travel. Is that correct? No. So I, I actually came up through the Legion, Rick. Oh, we had Legion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I came up through that system as well. I think we were right on the cusp uh, of it changing. So it was more so of a fall ball type deal uh, for elite okay. players. And then that's where, you know, that travel system was built for elites and then now it got watered down. Everybody's elite. So um I think yeah. that's where elite you know that's where it changed. Time. Yeah, absolutely. It was built for the elite. Let's just call a spade a spade, right? And yeah. you know, then every then it became a business. And so it kind of took over what it was intended for. Yeah, I've always felt that Legion was the legit travel baseball. Absolutely. You know that? <laughs> but um well I, I wanted to ask in in twenty twenty three the two of you teamed up to uh, form Open Border Sports Foundation, along with two other gentlemen. And how did that come about? And and explain what that is for someone that's not familiar with the Open Borders. And I don't know which one of you would rather jump on that first. But uh, well, I, I'll tell definitely Johnny is going to jump on this first. But let me clear it. He's the he's the founder of it. Uh, he's the brainchild. <laughs> Um, you okay. know, he gave me a call and I told him, Hey, I'm going to assist you, buddy. I believe in you. Anything you touch, I, I have, you know, you have my full support. So I'll let Johnny just kind of jump into <laughs> how that started. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I, in all honesty, um, back in, I guess, two years ago this month, about this, about mm -hmm. almost two years ago to this day, uh, I got on a plane for St. Martin 
uh, to do a clinic. Um, so one of our umpires, Jamal Cummins, who is now on our board, uh, he's one of the guys that's on our board. He's from St. Martin originally, um, moved here when he was young, U.S. Army veteran, and now a college and high school umpire in our area, was two years ago was moving back to St. Martin with his family and just told me, hey, coach, you know, into the spring, this is my last year, you know, our last game, I'm, I'm leaving. So we got to toss it, man, I love it down there. I've been there on vacation. If you have, he said he's going to be involved in baseball and trying to grow the game. Let me know if I can help. So he calls me up and goes, hey, would you consider coming down and doing a clinic? And I'm like, uh, absolutely. I would come to St. Martin to do a clinic. Uh, so two Decembers ago, I went down and did, did a clinic by myself um, with some help with people on the island and did about a 30-kid clinic and did one night with some coaches just sitting around talking baseball. And um, and then the following summer, took some players to the Bahamas and played on Team St. Martin in a Babe Ruth tournament. And we've just had a tremendous experience in both places. Um, the kids are eager to learn. Um, you know, the, the baseball there has a huge um, need for coaching and uh, uh, athletic kids that need to be taught, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, soccer is a huge deal. Um, you know, cricket is, a, is a kind of a big deal. Um, but baseball has a history there. It's just a smaller history. Um, and, and they've seen some of the what the other islands have done, Carousels and in and Bahamas with with how they've grown baseball and, and kids have been successful. Um, so this idea started of how can we do more? <laughs> and so Open Borders is that. Open Borders Sports Foundation, uh, St. Martin is the one of the oldest open borders between two countries in the world. Uh, it's Dutch and French, half and half the island. Um, and so that was the the theory behind the name. Um, and so I just thought, man, we could raise money easier in the United States than we can in St. Martin. Um, yes. And so Open Borders was like, okay, let's do something here. Uh, and when we decided to do that, I thought Reggie was a perfect guy to get on board. We were on the board together with the, our State Coaches Association. I knew what he was doing with minority prospects. These kids are minority kids, um, you know, for the majority of them. Um, and so I thought, and I know Reggie's to the core is a good person and wants to help. You know, he's a servant. And so we got him. Jamal obviously was a good fit because he's back here in the States now, uh, is from there. And then I got my college roommate who was a ex-professional player and in the sales world and, and, and still does some pitching coach stuff, Johnny Arnold. Um, and so we just thought, man, how can we help? And, and our big goal is not just send money. Like we are not going to blindly send money. People need to know that they give. Um, we are a 501c3, so it's tax exempt. But we want to send coaches down there to educate coaches. Absolutely. Where those coaches that stay there um, are the ones making the real impact. Um, running clinics would be great and showcase type stuff to where we could showcase these kids and hopefully get them to the United States for education. And that is the ultimate goal. Create better players, make things. Because a lot of those kids in the Caribbean think, man, when I turn 16, I got to sign pro or I'm not going to do anything. Um, and, and there's a, such a, and I think the same thing Reggie's trying to do with minority prospects is there's such a bigger picture than for sure. Like we can get them here as exchange students to do a year of high school and play and be seen. We could get them here for summer ball in the summers to be seen and then get them in a junior <clears throat> college to start their education process. Then they get those degrees and go back and, and have a positive impact on the island of St. Mark. Um, so that's the ultimate goal is find the path to education through baseball and then have positive impact back in their communities. Right. Now, what do you think are some of the top priorities that these young young baseball players need? 
Um, um, I, go I ahead, Rich. That, no, I know just as Jenny said, uh, the, the top priority is just the resource and and the and and not even just the financial resource, but the resource of having Coach Jenny, uh, who knows so a wealth of people around the country that can really help the kids and the coaches to develop. Because if you, like he said, if you have no development for the coaches, what are they teaching the kids? You know, just, right. um, open borders can come in, you know, four times out of the year, annual year and program. But what are we leaving behind? You know, because the the coaches on the ground are going to coach these kids every day. So it's, it's yeah. really about that resource of having that, you know, not only financial, but the wealth of knowledge to come in and teach these coaches so that they can teach the kids properly. And then now I think we can talk about visibility and exposure. Right. Well, and I go ahead, coach. I was just going to say, and there's some good baseball people on that island. Like, I don't want to make it sound like they're void of baseball people because there are. Yeah, for there's sure. some people that have been off and played some pro ball. There's there's guys in, in baseball on the men's side. They got a Pelican League down there. That's a men's mm-hmm. league that a lot of these better players, young players play up in that league. Like, there's a love for baseball there. Um, and, and there is some knowledge, but I think where we can help is, okay, how do you program practices? How do you, how do you do the fundamental stuff like that we do every day, right? As coaches, we, we set up a practice, we have a a drill set and we, this is the progression of the fundamentals and how you build, you know, that kind of stuff and leaving that there for those coaches that really love the game and, and do have some playing knowledge. They've got a playing background, um, and, and set them up. Because they're the ones going to have the biggest impact. Absolutely. We're just providing, like he said, resources. Um, but it takes money to send guys down there to do that, right? And sure. it, it takes people giving equipment for them to have the equipment to pull off a practice. Um, yeah. You know, and facilities, making sure the field's playable and, yeah. and all those things. So we just want to help on the development side. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because when I was at, uh, on a vacation with my wife and son, when he was younger, we went to Aruba. And we checked into the hotel and the bellman helped us with our bags. And he saw that I had my high school team hat on and he, we just started talking baseball. And then he invited me to come watch him play in what would have been a league for, with, with older Mm. kids. And so after dinner one night, instead of the walk on the beach or whatever, I, I told my wife, I said, let's go watch some baseball. And she was like, I thought that was the whole point of vacation. (laughs) (laughs) But she agreed. She's, she's very supportive. And we went there and, you know, I, the, the stadium was just old. The whole field was dirt. And, um, but their love for the game was just amazing. And the kid we went to watch, see, he jacked one out. And I mean, it was just, it was a great evening Mm -hmm. and, you know, I couldn't ask for a better, vacation night than that so and i i said to myself and i go if these guys are able to play this well with you know they don't have the best equipment the facilities the field i mean that's why they excel when they do make it to the big leagues and stuff like that because it's it's amazing i i was blown away well i can tell you two things one uh speaking of your wife my the the year i went on my clinic was happened to fall on my 20th anniversary um so I took my wife and my son with me, so we kind of was an anniversary slash clinic. We can't get away from baseball. But, you know, those four kids I took to the Bahamas to play with Team St. Martin, um, I think they'll all tell you that's one of their best experiences in their life because 
we were playing on some dirt fields, like you said. The mm-hmm. grass was rough, you know, and it was so much fun because the kids were playing and loved it. They they were the drums and the stuff going on in the stands, yeah. like the atmosphere, like you're playing for country and like it was so much different than showing up at Hoover and playing for a, your fifth tournament of the summer. Yeah. Oh, and, and yeah. just the passion and the fun and 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 you see why those Latin kids and the Caribbean kids that are making it into pro ball are the show, right? They're they really like there's a fine line, right? I mean mm-hmm. they're a little old but they have so much fun playing because they're doing it for the right reasons. They're not chasing the scholarship at this point or whatever. <clears throat> it's, it's just, it's refreshing, man. And, and that's what I fell in love going down there and, and why I want to help. Yeah. My, my son played in the Florida collegiate league for summer ball one summer. And he had a, someone get in touch with him down there. And he says, we need a pitcher. And my son was just a relief pitcher on the, the college team. And he goes, this guy says, hey, we need a pitcher for a game. He goes, you come down and throw for us. So he went down there and not one person on the team spoke English. <laughs> and here he is, you know, and he, and he said he came back from that. You know, he said, that's the most fun he's ever had playing yeah, baseball. Really. And, you know, I said, that that's what it's all about. You know, just getting out there and having a, had a, having a great experience. And, you know, the thing I wonder about is what are some of the upcoming plans for what you're doing down there in St. Uh, is it St. It's yeah, not St. Martin. Martin. St. Martin. <laughs> Depends on which side of the island you're on. Is it St. Martin or St. Martin? I mean, it's, Martin. you know, yeah. you got both. No, I, I think, um, you know, obviously we're trying to put a team together right now. They're going to host an international tournament next June. So we're trying to put a team together to go down there and represent open borders and, and, and 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 kind of get the word out about what we're doing. Uh, they're trying to bring teams in from the other islands as well as the U.S. Um, you know, um, we've got we've uh, uh, NABF National Association. What is it? National American Baseball Federation sure. NABF. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys have gotten involved with the <coughs> ready to send down there. So we're working on the shipping situation with that. Um, you know, just everyday equipment, shoes, pants, those kinds of things. Um, there's a there's a field there we're trying to help get fixed up Jose Lake Field. Um, I've got a guy that's going to send them a new backstop net, um, and then trying to you know help. You know they don't have bullpens, so we're going to try to get some bull, bullpens built, those kinds of things. Um, and then you know the big deal is the clinics, right? We want at some point be able to send people down there to do clinics, and that would be. And then the last piece of this, and and then I'll let Reggie speak. I want to be able to help bring kids to the United States. I think that it's important that, you know, we, there's some trying to come here for exchange programs. There's some trying to come uh, to junior college, uh, you know, and those things cost money, you know, so there may be something where we can help with offset the finances of a kid that is the right kid, um, you know, that we help bring them here to get an education. Yes. Now, Reggie, your thoughts on your experience with, with uh, open borders. Oh man, I, I, I think this is what's needed Um, because you have you have countries such as uh, the DR, right? They're like light years ahead of the international game. Um, They get major support, not saying Major League Baseball does not support others because they do, but they get the major support with the academies that are there. Right. So when you talk about the islands of St. Martin and some of the other islands, they're not getting the same support. 
So to have, you know, Coach Johnny start something that just open borders is going to be tremendous uh, because we can kind of put our mark on it and ensure that they get that same love and support because that's really all it all, all that matters. If, if you show you care, uh, we can really take these kids to the next level and help their situation. Well, you know, Coach, you know, you guys are doing such great things. And Coach Hollins, you're giving so much back to baseball. What has baseball given you? Whew, man, I, you you know, a lot of times. Never a lot of time. <laughs> man, I, I'm serious because I talk to young coaches about this all, all the time that I mentor. They always talk about pay, right? But pay is the least that you can get from this game. First of yeah. all, this game has taught me how to survive from failure, right? And I think we all need that in every aspect of our lives. So that's the number one thing. But just in general, the game has taken me some places uh, and introduced me to some people in some networks that I never fathomed that I would meet. And uh, these are some of the best friends, such as Coach Johnny. These are some of the best friends that I will ever have in my life. You know, so I, I would not have these opportunities to share these moments with you, Ken, on this podcast if it was not for the game of baseball leading me here. So um, the networking and the relationships um, for, foremost has, has really come from the game of baseball. And here I am, man, a kid who dreamed to go pro. Um, I did not make it to the majors, right, or the minors, but I am partnering and working with former minor league, major league, uh, players that I idolize. They're my partners now. So I, I yeah. would not have those opportunities if it wasn't for the game. So, you know, I tell these young coaches all the time, it doesn't matter how you start off in this game. It doesn't matter what you're getting paid. Take every day serious. Treat every moment with value because you never know where it's going to lead you on the back end. Look at yeah. look at me, man. I'm running MVP. Um, I'm, I've been fortunate to go in the Hall of Fame in Tuskegee. I'm uh, uh, a prime prime member on open borders. We're getting ready to, in, you know, impact guys overseas. It's just, I, I don't know, man. I get excited when I hear about what the game's given to me because it's so much. I can't even get it into one discussion. What about you, Coach Johnson? What has baseball given you? Uh, ditto. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, and, and I think that's the thing. It's the relationships, you know, um, I don't know Reggie Hollins if it's not for baseball, you know, um, I don't know Ken Carpenter if it's not for baseball, um, you know, and, and as I get older, I just think that I appreciate that so much more. And I, and I, I try to tell our younger coaches that I've got, like, I love going to our coaches convention for the state. I love going to the national coaches convention, which I'll be going to in Dallas, like, because just networking and meeting people and not necessarily for selfish reasons like, hey, I, I want something from these people. But just to the, the baseball world's really small if you'll get involved. Um, and there, there'll be a day where you can help somebody else or they can help you. Like, man, I, you know, I really need to find a way to get this done. You know what? Reggie knows a guy, you know, or, or Ken needs to get something done. And he say, hey, can you help me with this? Sure, I can, man, because we're all just trying to help each other. Yeah. And in those relationships... Um, it's crazy if you really sit down and think how many people you really know through this. Yes. And, uh, and I think when you start wanting to impact others, like minority prospects, like Open Border Sports Foundation, like that's when those relationships really pay off. Because now it's not about helping Johnny Johnson. 
It's not about helping Reggie Hollins. It's about how can we help these kids? That's right. And 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 I think people can get on board with that, you know. And that's and right. so that's what baseball is to me is it's, it's relationships and 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 finding a way to impact young people. I think one one more thing, Ken, if you don't mind. Sure, I, go ahead. I'm sure Johnny can attest to this. Another thing that probably really pays us back from this game is seeing these kids succeed. And and when I say that, not just on the field, but in their profession. Anytime I can look at a kid that I coached 10 years ago, he comes back and throws a donation to a program that I'm a part of, or, you know, he's out, you know, building a family. I, I know I did it right. And, and the there game has brought that, that satisfaction back to me through those young men that are gone on to better their lives. That's probably what I hear from coaches more than anything mm-hmm. when I – do this podcast. Why well, I, I like to, uh, I know we're on a time limit here and I know you guys are very busy, but I do a little rapid fire here Okay. and you guys give me your best quick answer and we'll see how it goes. Reggie, who throws a better BP? You or Coach Johnson? I'm a, I'm going to, I'm going to take me all day. Can you remember? I told you my dad <laughs> said you have to have that self-belief. Uh, no, nah, seriously. I, Coach Jenny's probably a, a beast himself, but I, I throw a pretty mean BP. Um, I don't come off. 100 batters, 200, 300, it doesn't matter. And I'm not seeing Reggie throw BP, but I know I had Tommy John at 41 years old. I can do it from up short, but my BP is not what it once was. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, just so you know, if you want to see it, you can look it up. I found some BP tossing from Coach uh, Coach Hollins, when I was uh, okay. doing the reacher, uh oh, you found me, you spotted me. <laughs> Don't try it. That's all that matters. That's right. It's That's on right. the internet. That's right. It's on the internet. Yeah, yeah. can't escape the internet. <laughs> all right, Coach, Coach Guy, here we go. You have to, you got a choice to have these two groups on your team. You got to pick one. All right. And the first team, Group A, Hank Aaron, mm. Ricky Henderson. Bob Gibson is your pitcher and Jackie Robinson or group B, Barry Bonds, Lou Brock, Satchel Page, and Willie Mays. Oh, what group God. are you taking? Ah, he's doing the teeth. Can I take A today and B tomorrow? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I may, A, I think I like A. I love Ricky because Ricky gives you speed and power. I love Bob Gibson because he was just mean and just mm-hmm. intimidating. Uh, and the hammer and Hank, I mean, he could do it all. Uh, I, I think I'd go A. There you go. And coach, if you remember the the groups there, Reggie, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna start with Johnny on this. Um, that's a star-studded cast. Not that B isn't, uh, but I just think you know when you talk about forming a team, I think the personalities, the character, that aligns too. And I think we could win a lot more games with A. If you would like to get involved. With these two great organizations, the first one, OpenBorderSportsFoundation.com. That's OpenBorderSportsFoundation.com. And the second one, MinorityProspects.com. That's MinorityProspects.com. Special thanks to both Reggie Hollins and Johnny Johnson for joining me for the final episode of the 2023 year on Athlete One Podcast. And also, a shout-out to our sponsor, the Netting Professionals Improving Programs, one facility at a time. 
Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or visit them online at www.nettingpros.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to check out our past episodes. We have 90 of them available for you to listen to. And if you'd like to be a guest on the Athlete One podcast, check out athlete1.net. That's athlete1.net and fill out the form to be a guest on our 2024 season. As always, I'm your host, Ken Carpenter, and thanks for listening to the Athlete One podcast. 